Hello, everyone. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to let you all know that we are looking for guests for future episodes of The Insiders. So if you or anyone you know is or was a hotel, hospitality, or tourism industry insider, email us at checkin at theinsiders.com or go to theinsiders.com for more information. That's the insiders, I-N-N-S-I-D-E-R-S.com. Thank you and enjoy this episode. To show that I was very, very typecast, my uh, my roles with that little team was Judas, Satan, Judas, Satan, <laughs> Judas. Well, you do Satan, have a fucking Judas. throne. You do. You're sitting on a fucking I, black throne so, right now in your so house the, with so, with a red background. I have to say, it's like a blood red tarp and then a throne. So <laughs> and a goatee. Wonder where uh, they got that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to The Insiders. My name is Sarah, and I have over a decade of experience in the hospitality industry, everything from budget motels to high-end boutiques. Each episode, me and my co-host Rob will bring you a detailed account from another insider from the hotel, hospitality, and tourism industries. In this episode, Doug teaches us about his unique position in the hotel industry and how the virus wasn't the only thing trying to harm you during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Doug, tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry. So I got into the industry back in 2011. When I was getting out of high school, I was going to go into theater. And three weeks before graduation, I realized I had to make money. I found out that there was a tourism, hospitality and culinary arts program just down the street from my house at the community college. So I got into culinary arts over there. I did a year over there. I got recruited by a property that was a brand new build. And since uh, actually last week was was my 12 year anniversary in hotels since uh, since 2011. Oh, congratulations. My uh, my grandmother told me, she's like, I don't care what you do, you can get a degree in ditch digging, but you gotta get a degree. Sound advice. And I chose I, hotels. It's very similar to ditch digging. <laughs> So what was your first job in the in the hotel or, or restaurant world? I started at the front desk and then I was doing relief night audit. And then I did that for about eight years, did a few more years of front desk, moved on to supervisor. And currently I've been the last two years as what's called a task force manager, which so you're if you're traveling in- around. Exactly. Yeah. Do you enjoy that? Oh, I love it. For those yeah. unfamiliar with it, like basically because I've spent so much time in hotels, I've done every department under the sun. And so if they need housekeeping in, in California, they send me. If they need a front desk manager in Chicago, they send me. Yeah. I'm going to Chicago next week. And then in three weeks, I'm going to Colorado. Like it's just... That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I kind of like equate a task force employee to like a substitute teacher. You are coming into these teams. You're like a temp. You don't have like that bonded relationship with the team or the guests necessarily. Some of your like long-term guests, but you also get to leave. Like <laughs> when the, <laughs> when it's bad, you're like, all right, my time here is up. Good luck with everything. Goodbye. So it's pretty awesome. I love to equate it as I'm, I'm like the cool uncle. I get to come, <laughs> yes, I get to hold, yes. I get to hold my niece or nephew and we get to we get to play and then they start to cry and i'm like all right it's been 10 days they're back to you now that, that was going to um, be my question about how long are these things they're not just flying you somewhere just to do housekeeping for a weekend right it's it's obviously like somebody's out oh, yeah. planned on vacation or honeymoon or like you know some medical situation or something like that where you're going to be there for some sort of amount of time to make it worth your trip right so the perfect example is the the general manager at the hotel in chicago is going to conference so i'm coming to cover down um and add a little assistance to the assistant GM while he's gone. But nice. time frame, my biggest 
trip was Grand Rapids. Last year, I spent from uh, from December to this last February, oh, 15 wow. months total. I was in this one Grand Rapids property for 11 months. Wow. Yeah. And the crazy part is you're there on business. So you're staying in the hotel even when you're not working, right? The most awkward part is when you have been there a few consecutive days and you walk out in normal you know, clothes. Right. Like I'll, I'll walk out in sweatpants and a Jersey or a t-shirt. Right. And they're and like, on, the, on, the, on your weekend. Like, yeah. 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 Who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, weird. Wait, I, that guy was at the front desk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you allowed to refuse assignments? I don't typically, my biggest thing with assignment choices is being able to go to places that I haven't been. So I love to go down the line when it, when people ask about the trips, like I've been to two cities in Indiana, two cities in Michigan, Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Wow. Uh, North and South Chicago, Louisville, Kentucky, Denver, Colorado, Los Angeles, California. Wow. And then my my boss is really cool because he says, so if I do like 15 days of an assignment at the end, I get six days off. Gotcha. If I know that I want to go and like visit a friend for a wedding or something, I can actually fly to that wedding and the boss covers that. He's cool with that. Hmm. So in addition to that, I've been to Jacksonville, Florida. I've been to New York twice f- for Broadway shows. And when I spent that extended time in Grand Rapids, I took my car from Texas to Michigan. I said, I want the illusion of freedom, you know, if I'm going to be yeah. up here for four months. Yeah. yeah. And I drove I drove across the border to, uh, to Canada. I went to Toronto and that was a lot of fun. Nice. I got detained on the way back because they oh. don't normally see Texas plates coming from Canada. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Um, so I'm sure that with getting to experience so many different properties across so many cities for these little clips at a time that you've encountered some crazy things in your travels, what are some nutty stories you have from from your time in the industry? Everybody remembers kind of the timeline of COVID. Mm-hmm. In mid-March, they said everything that everything was going to shut down. My property lost like 2000% of business over the course yeah. of the weekend. We just watched cancellation after cancellation. It got to the point where I was there running front desk. I had maybe 7% of a 260 room house Oof. and we were, we were alternating floors. It's like you would have second and third floor would be the only two floors that you used. And then after five days, you'd move up to four and five and yeah. then house keeping would go into two and three and clean those rooms. So fast forward three months. And in Texas, the rule was restaurants could be open 50% occupancy as long as you once you sat down, you could take off your mask. Well, we're in our hotel, this this property had an atrium where you could look down from your room window and you could see the restaurant Mm. below. Mm -hmm. And we had this one guy that checked in and they had two separate reservations for one night each on Expedia. And of course, y'all, y'all know it's like the Expedia rooms, they're prepaid or whatever the case is. So they had paid for their first night. They had to come down and check in for their second night. Wait, I'm confused already. (laughs) Why would you set it up that way? It's common. That's how it happens. Like if they decide they want to extend, but they don't want to pay you directly, then, then they're going to go on Expedia, make sure that everything, you know. But he was saying in the same room where he actually has to just come down and like just talk to you guys and say hey i'm here checking in for a second i can't just stay keep me in the same room exactly okay. and most times you know we're not going to say oh no you have to go into another right, room right. no we're, we're not going to cause double work for ourselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy calls me and is losing his mind because he sees people in the lobby mm. without masks on oh and he's up there tucked into his room he calls me and he's just and for the sake of you know for the sake of the story, we'll call him Wayne. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Of course. Wayne. 
<laughs> what else? Yes, Wayne. What else would it be? So uh, he didn't look like a Wayne, but we'll call him Wayne. So, <laughs> so Wayne calls me and goes, "Oh my God, how are you letting all of these people not uh, wear masks in this building? That's so unsanitary. We're driving through from Atlanta because two of my family members just died. Oh my God. And we're going over to California where they're being smart about this. And da da da. And he was just he was wow. losing his mind. He hangs up the phone, uh, slams down the phone on me, and I was like, I'm I'm sorry, sir, if you feel this way, but it's a restaurant. Legally, we are allowed to do it this way. He slams down the phone. His wife calls 30 seconds later. I basically had to tell her the same thing because she was just as concerned. And I said, ma'am, look, y'all do have the second night. It is prepaid. But if you come to the front desk and check out with me, I would be happy to cancel the reservation. We'll send Expedia back your money. They can refund you. You know, whatever the case is, just come to me and make sure that we can get this resolved. Well, at one point, Wayne comes through and comes to the front desk and he was coming to me because, again, it was his second night and the keys were only good for one right. night. So he was coming to me and he was about to be like, my keys don't work. He looks at my coworker and my coworker is one of those people where as she's talking, like the mask is falling because she's using, you know, very wide mouth, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the mask was falling off her nose and he looks at her and he goes, you know, you realize that not wearing that mask over your nose is like wearing a condom and cutting the tip off. Right. Oh my God. And it was just like, she had guests yeah. in front of her too. And I was just like, oh I was my God. so blown I'm just, away. Honestly, I kind of want to stop this story because I just don't want to relive these times. <laughs> right? Like honestly, I mean, I know it's still going on and stuff, but I just saw like the state I live in, like they're not tracking it anymore, at least on the internet. Like they're shutting down the local state site, you know what I mean? Because they're like, we're that low that it's not worth it and stuff. I'm just, and all these kinds of discussions, no matter where you stand on the issue. God, I'm just so fucking glad it's over. I'm so happy that we're not having to deal with this anymore. Not at that intensity. How did they not understand that the people that they saw, like seated at tables eating, that's why their masks were down? Like, why were they making such a huge deal about it? And so did he end up saying, did they end up saying the second night? All right. So, so Rob was talking about, he doesn't want to relive this. Well, we're about to hit the top of the (laughs) the top of the train tracks, Rob. We're coming down. This is 2020. Like, this is what, like June 2020 or? Uh, June, June 2020. Roughly about that. Right. So that was like, that was the summer surge, which was before the winter surge, uh, you know, or whatever. So, okay. So I managed to tell this guy, I was like, look, I already told your wife, I'm happy to check y'all out if you just come to the front desk check out with me you're good to go so i give him a new key he runs up to his room i heard later on he didn't let people get into the elevator with him because he was just you know that Mm. uh, you know that worried backtrack a few days for six weeks prior to this we had had traveling nurses staying at this property and there was 30 of them on a 12-hour shift so you would have 30 go out from 6 a.m to 6 p.m and then the other 30 would go from 6 p.m to 6 a.m oh my god and they were there because of covid yes the p.m nurses had already left so the a.m nurses were coming back they were in the way the way the building was it was we had a foyer in the front and then you walked into the atrium which led you to the elevators for the guest rooms. There's 30 of these nurses all packed into the foyer and they're all signing in. They're all getting in. And I look over and I see Wayne with a loaded (laughs) luggage cart. His girl is in the back pushing the cart and he charges through the middle of this pack of nurses with hand sanitizer spraying. Oh my. Just radically spraying. (laughs) And he's shouting through my lobby going, give me six feet, give me six feet. 
And he ended up spraying about half a dozen of them in the eyes Jesus to, Christ. to the point where one of them had such a bad reaction that they sent them oh. back home. Yeah. Like they couldn't treat him. Fucking, there. What a yeah. nut. Fucking Wayne. Jeez. Yeah. Fucking Wayne. Right? I swear to God. So, and did he know? I mean, you knew they were nurses because you knew the situation. I mean, I mean, right. Were they in the scrubs? They, like, they, were, they, they were in scrubs too. Nurses? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Which I mean, it's kind of like this weird thing. If you see that, especially in a height of pandemic, you're kind of like, if anybody's being conscious about it, it's them, but at the same time, if anybody's around infected people, yeah, it's them. Think, yeah. think about that time period. We were washing our fucking groceries at that time. You thought that it was living on surfaces, so you see a pack of nurses yeah. fresh out of the COVID ward, and you're freaked yeah, out, yeah. but like, you don't run through spraying people, macing them with hand sanitizer. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, you're basically assaulting yeah. people at that point. I mean, at the whole point, exactly. you know, I think that's obviously, I mean, we could do the fucking, there, there's going to be mini series and books and stuff yeah. about COVID for all of our grandchildren to see or whatever one day. So obviously we could go on about this forever. But like the worst part about it, obviously was the death, the death and dying You're of right. everybody involved. But the second worst part about it is like how it just tore people apart. Were the police called on him for? So what ended up happening was they, he, I think it was him. He goes and pulls up his car, pulls it up to the front drive and they start to load up their stuff. The whole time all of these nurses are back there, like half of them are concerned about their people. The other half are like ready to fight this guy. Yeah, come on. Right. Their program director stood right in the middle of him and she's like, do not do it. Do not do it. It got to the point where they had one guy six foot three or four, maybe a good 250, 275. And he comes, he heard from his other nurses what was happening and he he charged this guy and the only person that stopped him was their program director she's like do not do anything get back <laughs> you know you're gonna be reprimanded if you do yeah but meanwhile the whole time his his the whole time his chick has this little steak knife this little dollar store steak knife what? she's she's like y'all stay away Y'all stay away. So, so yes, by now I've called the police. We've gotten everything taken care of. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait called the police, gotten everything taken care of. How did you take care of this so, stuff? So, like, we called the police and they, you know, they were taking care of the nurses and everything. But the program director had gotten the make, model, and license plate of the car. So nobody, so nobody Jesus. got stabbed, thankfully. Yes, yes. Thankfully, no one got stabbed. They did end up booking the guy for assault when they caught up with him. The most annoying part for me was that because of covid we went through like a huge managerial transition. Mm -hmm. The food and beverage guy became the operations guy, mm -hmm. which meant that he was over front desk and food and beverage, which would have been fine, except he didn't know nothing about front right. desk. <laughs> so he's coming to me and he's like, like, do you know, you know, do you know this? Do you know the, do you know how I can get to this? <laughs> do you know how to like get disinfectant out of somebody's <laughs> eyes? So I called him because of course you call the cops. That's, that's the procedure. You got to call your next direct manager. Yeah. So I call him and I was like, dude, this just happened, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And he goes, well, are you good? Do you need me to come up there? I'm like, dude, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever witnessed an assault in my face. Yeah, I need you to come up here. Oh, my God. Um, this is the same guy that would get a babysitter for his dog. So, you know. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. Could not handle it. Exactly. Oh my God. Do you know what happened with the cops and the guy though? When they, you said that they got him. They, Wayne and his wife. So they, so they took Wayne to prison. Dude, imagine that guy in prison during COVID. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably trying to chew through the fucking bars and then use them as weapons against his cellmates. I can't I just imagine that guy that. like screaming at the police the entire time about how wearing a mask, oh not wearing a mask, and other prisoners. I mean, there were states that were letting prisoners out for like right? nonviolent offenders because they didn't want them dying in the overcrowded prisons and stuff You're like that over this fucking thing that they had quarters. no control over and stuff. And yet this <laughs> guy, 
whose God. biggest fear is all of this. He's getting sent to prison. This guy couldn't even handle people eating an atrium that was Wide like open. two floors below him. And now he's got to be stuck in his cell with some fucking dude. I had honestly not. Shit and piss him in the same cell with all these not, people. Oh my God. <laughs> I had not thought about Wayne past that story yeah. until right now. Yeah. So thank you so much, Rob, that I know that this dude is over here like <laughs> fighting for his life still in a COVID environment. Dude, he, he probably fucking Epstein himself in there. Are you kidding me? Like, dude. Again, there's no way that guy got out of there. Imagine that guy, all the stuff he had to deal with, all the people you have to interact with if you get busted for something like that. You have to freaking figure out bond. You have to pay fines. You have to go to some bailiff. You have to do all that shit. And none of those, and none of those people are having it. You know, none of those people are going to be as cordial as you were on the phone with him and his wife. You know what I mean? That's what he gets, man. Going back, so going back to his wife. Okay. So three days later, like the FMB guy got there and I said, dude, I need to go. Like I've got an hour and a half left on my shift, but this has fried me mentally. Like I'm, I'm leaving. And then the following day I took that day off too. Tuesday, Tuesday I was off and I get a call from my general manager and he goes, he goes, Hey Doug, the wife of Wayne, uh, she's on the phone right now and she's calling because she says that you promised her a refund. Is that true? (laughs) And I said, I said, dude, I said, boss, I, I said, boss, I promised her a refund if she came to the desk, not if she drive, drove through these nurses, you know, like a bat out of hell, you know, and I said, with I, a fucking steak knife exactly. in hand. So I said, no, I said, oh no, man, God. do not give her that refund. I said, do not give her that refund. I love refund. it. I love it. Oh, my God. Thank you all so much for listening. Please hop on over to theinsiders.com to get information about joining our Patreon, becoming a guest on a future episode, and for details about all of our current episodes, as well as links to The Insiders on all major podcast platforms. Again, that's theinsiders.com, I-N-N-S-I-D-E-R-S.com. 